Welcome to the Eating for a Healthy Life podcast. My name is Chad Muncy, and I'm so excited that you've joined me today. This is the podcast where we discuss the food choices that we make, how we can live a happier and healthier lifestyle, and we discuss all these things with clinical nutritionist Mashira Solomon. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to get started today. Here we go. Hey everybody, this is Chad Muncy. I am grateful that you have joined me today. This is a really cool podcast today because we're talking about food, and anytime we talk about food, it makes me hungry, (laughs) and that makes me happy. We're talking about plant-based, vegan, healthy meat alternatives. Uh, Mashira has an amazing place called Purganic. I'm sure you've already heard of it on the podcast but they have all kinds of really cool meat alternatives. They have crabless crab cakes. They have white bean burgers and quinoa burgers and all kinds of stuff that make my mouth water when I see the pictures and I hear people talk about them. So we're going to be talking about some of her uh, meat alternatives, how they prepare them, all kinds of different things about meat alternatives Um And I hope that when you're at home, you experiment a little bit and try to make things exciting for yourself, for your family, and cook all kinds of different stuff. Uh, Go to the website if you're interested in looking at some more recipes. We're going to be adding some more. It's kind of been stagnant for just a bit, but we're going to be adding more at eatingforahealthylife.com. And also visit pureganic-cafe.com. Dot com. That's pureorganic-cafe.com. They have just started their uh, ship to home, kind of their e-commerce store where they have gluten-free breads, organic breads. Uh, everything's organic, gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and they have cookies and all their meat alternatives that we're going to talk today on the podcast about are there and you can actually order them no matter what part of the United States you're in. They will ship them to you. So go check it out. That's pureorganic-cafe.com and go to the ship to home tab. I'm just going to jump right into the episode. Thanks again for joining us. I hope you enjoy. The whole idea about vegan and plant-based is consuming whole food, not consuming processed food. So that's my opinion. Oh, I like it. I love it. I think, I mean, I agree. And you know, I, um, when we first, when we first started way back in the day, I, I would, I would try the, all the different things that they had out there and all the weird, who knows what it was made from <laughs> alternative stuff. Um, and you know, you can tell, you can also tell a big difference in the way everything, the way your body reacts to it. I can, t- you can tell, when you eat that, the processed stuff, the, the fake stuff, it, it messes with your stomach it, or it did for me. Um, messes with everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was bad. But, but my, my view on it, it's, it's really, what is your goal? Okay. If you, if you're eating hot dogs and sausage and bacon and these are all dangerous food for you because that's it. So maybe if you're having processed with processed, eat the alternative until you lose the interest. But at the end of the day, 
you're really not doing your body a favor. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very high processed. It has, you know, wheat gluten. So if somebody is gluten intolerant or celiac, you have to be very careful with this. And if it doesn't have, it has high sodium. So you need to read what it has. Mm. And you have to make the decision of the million ingredients you have. It has a lot of ingredients. All these ingredients, do you understand what are they? Do you know what are they? Do you enjoy eating stuff that you don't know? So as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, stay away from it. Okay. If you want yourself to wean yourself away from me, by all means, just to have it, don't have it more than once a week. It really messes up with you. Right. And I understand everywhere have it. Dunkin' Donut, for God's sake, has it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Burger King or, or they all have it. Right. But what are they trying to do? This is for they are trying to catch everybody. But mm-hmm. is it good for you? No, it's not. Mm-mm. So why do we need to do my, my opinion always, eat what you know. If you want protein, chickpeas is very high on folate. And it has 38 grams of protein per serving. Wow. So that's a, a, a high. Lentils has about 18 grams. Quinoa has eight, nine grams per serving. Wow. But these are good food. So are you trying to get meat? Are you trying to have protein? It all depends what your goals are. Right. Stay away from fake food. The whole idea of vegan and plant-based is for you to have clean food. Mm-hmm. There is nothing better than beans, chickpeas, lentils, uh, quinoa, these are food that it provides you with protein, but it's one ingredient, one ingredient. And you can make yourself a lot of beans and freeze it or have it in different, you can throw it in your salad, you can put it in your stews, you can have it in your soup. So there is a lot of different way we can have it. Meat, is not my favorite. <laughs> Fake meat right. is not my favorite. Like in, in our store, we make burgers, mm-hmm. but the ingredient is very defined and the ingredient is lentils or black beans or right. white beans. So you know exactly what you're eating. No additive, no preservative. And it's actually very easy to make at home and make them burgers and freeze them. And whenever you need them, have them. And I think it's much better. Well, I don't think. I, I, I know it's much better alternative than having fake meat. So I know the one, the only one that I know of that you have that is that is not directly labeled exactly what's in it is the crabless, the crabless cake. And it says crabless cake, but what is what tell us a little bit more about that because I think that's gonna intrigue some chickpeas. people. Okay. It has chickpeas, it has uh, heart of palm, okay, it has artichoke. Okay. And I made it actually, when I made it, I made it for my daughter-in-law because she doesn't like seafood. Oh, wow. So 
she doesn't eat seafood at all. And um, I am trying to also help her to eat a little bit of beans. And, and I'm not sure what was that conversation, but we're going to my son mm-hmm. and somebody was bringing crap cakes. Oh, real ones. And my son was like, she doesn't eat crab cakes. I said, don't uh, worry about it. I will make her um, crab cake. Wow. Crabless cake. Right. So we ended up, the person who was supposed to bring the crab cake did not bring crab cakes because he forgot. <laughs> and I made the crabless cake for everyone. And no one knew that was no crabs in it. And one actually of the customer made a comment to his wife that it is so good and it doesn't have the fish, the the fishy smell or taste of the crab. And we were laughing and she was like, this is not crab. I got it from Pure Organic. But I made it that day and everybody ate it as it's crab. She knew, so she ate it and she really actually enjoyed it. And everybody else thought it's a crab cake. Wow. That's, okay. that's really but cool. So did you, tr- made, that was that trial and error or did you already have that recipe? It, you just it, came it, up with it. It was in my mind and I, I, it really was a lot of my food is trial and error. Okay. Okay. Right. And others that I will eat it somewhere and I will come and say, I don't have to add that or I don't have to put this or I don't have, or uh, one time, because we make, I'm, I have something called vegan calamari. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. did this for a kid who was with his mother. And she said, what would you like to eat? And he says, I want this calamari. So since then, we call it vegan calamari. It was just a heart of palm salad. Wow. And we cut it rings. Uh-huh. And we have it with olives and we have it with bell pepper and onion. And her son said, I want this calamari. So since then, we call it vegan calamari and we laugh. And one time, somebody cut it wrong in the mm-hmm. kitchen. And I wasn't sure what to do. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, actually, it doesn't look like calamari. It looks <laughs> like crap. It's like crab meat. She, and instead ah. of making it rings, she cut it lengthwise small. Uh-huh. And it, it's not what we were looking for. So from there, I started to create the crabless cake. That's so cool. So, and, and 90% of my recipes is trial and error. Right. I add something, but that by complete mistake. And I didn't see it or I didn't have my glasses to read it or, and I'm like, interesting. It came actually much better or we're adding something and somebody else thought it's something and they add it. So I opened my mind to, okay, this happened. Let's try it and we'll see how it goes. And, and a lot of the time it really actually works much better than the original recipes. And also in the kitchen, I open the conversation for everyone to say, what do you think? Now you taste it. And somebody will come and say, I can, if, what if we add that? So we will retry it. We'll add that. 
or what if we do this? What if, and we will retry it. So we do mm. things about maybe 10 times. Wow. Before we decide we like it. Uh, sometimes I will eat something or I will ha- look at something and say, interesting. I can turn this to a complete vegan and it tastes much better than that. Mm-hmm. So it, it all depends. Most of my recipes is just, um, what do I see? Like, I, I, I like to go to the farmer's market because I can create something from what my surrounding is. Especially right. when we have the mushroom stand and you can look at all this mushroom and mm-hmm. like, whoa, this is like a kid in a candy store. I can make this with that. I can make this with that. So it, it all depends um, what in my mind that day and what do I see. Right. And 90% I will go for something and it turns out to be something completely different. So That's wild. So I know... It- yeah, in this ep- this episode, I was kind of looking at stuff to try to prepare for it. So I mean, we're already in this. I want to keep talking to you about it because you have so many ideas. And there's, you know, there's the we kind of talked about the process side of it. We talked about how you make you make burgers, but they're actually labeled what they are, and you make them out of vegan stuff. Um, what what else do you think is really pertinent to people who are looking for switching over from meat trying to go to something that resembles a burger or resembles some kind of meat but they don't they want to skip out on the processed stuff what's a good way to to get to that side it, it start with what kind of beans do you like mm, okay okay do you like black beans which i love black beans because uh, okay you wanted the look of a burger let's have some beets to it Hmm, so I now know. we have okay. the beans and we have the beets. What do we need as a binder? Are we going to add some oat? Are we going to add some chia? Are we going to add some? I don't use breadcrumbs. Usually I use dry, cooked dry uh, chickpeas and peas. Okay. So I can get the protein and I make them as powder as I could. So I add it and it makes like um, crumbly. Right. Uh, so I use this as my breadcrumbs. And, and that's all you need for now. Hmm. Okay? okay. If you use the chickpea, the, the chia, okay, one tablespoon of chia, three tablespoon water, hot, hot water, it will give you the same purpose as an egg. Okay. So it will be your binder. Okay. And start working from there. You don't like the red look? Don't add the beet. Okay. So it all depends what do you want. And it's very easy. Do you like lentil? Do you like black lentils? Mm. Make it from black lentils. And, And you can add whatever vegetable and put it all in the food processor. And it will give you the same consistency. It's just around it. Put it in your oven, you're ready. Wow. Okay. If you're looking for, I have to have the same taste of meat, it's not going to give you the same right. taste of meat. We're trying to divert the body from the red meat, especially, yeah. you know, really red meat. We also need the taste bud to come back. 
Mm, we need good, to change yeah. the taste bud. We need you to be open to different tastes, different textures. Um, and that's what you really need to start. When you become vegan, you're open mm-hmm. to different texture. If you have tempeh, which is really delicious, mm-hmm. you have tofu and, and uh, jackfruit, it will give you, like we use it sometimes, I use it sometimes, or tem- um, mushroom, trumpet mushrooms. Yeah. And it gives you the feeling of shredded chicken or a shredded um, uh, pork, you know. So you can make this, and and it, it will really teach you alternative. Mm-hmm. You can look at this and say, you know what, I like it more. And if you go into a barbecue, take few with you. You can eat it, and also you can allow other people to try your new diet. You know, you po- you said something I think is so important. Just a minute ago, you talked about taste, and I I experienced this when I first started. You know, you go through. I, I think it's important to point out when you when you change over, your body is so addicted to the processed, the chemicals, the sodium level. I mean, the sodium level that Americans are used to is outrageous. And so when you first start, to me anyway, I thought the first week I was like, I can't live like this. I can't eat. It's so bland. It's so this. But you have to allow time for things to reset because your mind is so addicted to the other stuff you'll be shocked at how much you'll start tasting the freshness and the flavors of the vegetables. You know, when you're eating processed all the time, if you eat a vegetable, of course it's not going to taste good because you're eating thousands of milligrams of sodium every day and sugar. And do you have experiences like this with your clients and people that are switching over? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I had yesterday, somebody came, he's vegan Mm-hmm. And he eats healthy vegan. Okay. His son, who's 15, and his wife are not. And he put his feet down and he said, it's my day. I go with you guys to your crappy food. Word for word. <laughs> it's my day. You can come here. And he looked us up and came. The problem really is we only, when you eat processed food, you only taste sweet and salt. Hmm. Yeah. You don't, there is nothing in between. You don't enjoy a piece of fruit because it's not sweet enough. That's true. Okay. You don't enjoy anything else because it's not salty enough. So your brain is programmed to eat. You want very, a lot of sugar and a lot of salt. So when they came in yesterday and, and I have to say, they were all open to what I can suggest for them, all of them. And I suggested according to what everybody tells me what they like. Him, I give him tons of vegetables with that it was cooked and tofu and kimchi and sweet potatoes. And he was in heaven. For her, I made her a panini mm-hmm. that, and, and she said, I don't like tofu. I said, we'll do it with mushroom. The son, I made him a taco ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I made him, he wanted something sweet. He said, do you have Coke? I said, no, we don't do Coke. So (laughs) I made him a smoothie with fresh fruits. Mm -hmm. And the father had juices and the wife had turmeric, 
um, latte. Mm. And I kept checking on them to make sure there is no fist fight there or nobody is going. <laughs> and they were all enjoying the food. Even, wow. you know, the son who really was reluctant to order anything. And everybody was like, this is delicious. Wow. So I said, here we are. You don't have to eat salt. You don't have to eat sugar. And they ended or they ordering dessert because they love the dessert. And I said, the dessert, we don't use white sugar. And we do, you know, and again, the wife said, okay, if I eat this way every day, I can be vegan. Wow. That's exactly what you want because people in mind, you're going to give me salad every day. Right. I'm not interested. I, I, I want to eat food and panini with tons of grilled vegetables, with mushrooms, with done with balsamic and with um, basil. It gave her the satisfaction that I don't feel I need anything else. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. So it all depends. Do you have an open mind? Our taste bud is hijacked. Yeah. It's really hijacked. And, and you know, they have to make, the food companies have to make money. They don't care about your health or what you're, looking for. They have to make money. They have to get you addicted. And I swear food addiction is worse than any other addiction because other addiction you can stay away from. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are, have alcohol addiction, stay away from alcohol. You may be able to, you, you know, it will help you. Mm-hmm. Food is around you <laughs> and you can't live without food. And anywhere you go is food. Mm-hmm. So you really have to be careful with that because here in, in, in America, in the United States, we eat sugar to know, you know, that what the, yeah. the, the average that one person eats a year is astonishing. Mm. It's, it's, it's crazy. And that's the whole idea. They, our taste bud got used to sugar and salt. If we clear our taste bud and we start enjoying the food as it comes, you will actually start to taste, oh, blueberry, it doesn't taste like an apple. It doesn't taste because (laughs) when it's a hijack, they all taste the same. They don't have enough sugar. And a lot of customers come to us and say, I don't like vegetable. I hate vegetable. I hate fruits. I said, because you didn't eat, you don't eat vegetables. You don't eat fruit. And if you eat them, they are dead. Mm. So if you have a variety and you can't kill your vegetable, you really should not. Your vegetable has to be, even when it's cooked, it has to be vibrant. It has to be crunchy. You have to be able to tell what you're eating. Mm. Is it asparagus or a bean? You know, string beans. Which one it is. And if you kill it, you're not going to tell which one it is. (laughs) And also using spices. This is going to give you a lot, you know, spices. It it wakes up. Mm -hmm. Use lemon, use lemon zest. All the things that nature has given us, use it. Mm. And instead of using the sugar Mm -hmm. and salt. I just added the... um... I, we added the nine spice to the website, you know, your website. Is that something that you would use on a kind of a meat alternative or anything? 
I use it a lot on the vegetables. On the vegetables, okay. I use it a lot on my um, um, cauliflowers. Yeah, I remember you telling broccoli. me you can put it on about anything and it just wakes it anything, up. Anything, anything. And it, it really wakes up everything. Wow. Um, I don't use it a lot on my meat alternative okay. because I want people to taste. I don't want to alter. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I, I want people to really taste the beans. Right. To really taste. And from there, our lentil and bean burgers are very, very popular. Mm -hmm. And from there, you, you, you say, this is not bad. I actually like that. And that's <laughs> the whole idea. That's awesome. And I, here's a question. This is just coming from me because I, I notice, you know, if we go out and eat or something, and a lot of times if my, my wife wants to order like a, a black bean burger or something like that with vegetables in it and um, supposed to be great, she, sometimes she can't because she's, it's got a lot of these burgers have gluten in them. And I think it may be from the breadcrumbs it, put in there it does okay. it's either the breadcrumbs or the two the wheat gluten mm, okay we hold gluten, it together is that what that's for wheat gluten it's like you're eating meat oh okay i did not know that and if you barbecue it, it and you do it like it's like it takes do you want a chicken do you want a meat wow and it tastes exactly like you're having if you put poultry spice mm -hmm. you would think you are having a chicken kebab wow okay and i had it one time by mistake i asked what it is they said oh no, no don't worry it doesn't have gluten and i'll tell you i had an issue with my stomach because i'm gluten intolerant and she also is too. Mm -hmm. because of my uh, rheumatoid gluten i should stay completely from gluten yeah, it it ignites my rheumatoid, and it wasn't, but it tastes like you're eating really a okay. piece of chicken or meat. So what they do is they use that, and most of the time in restaurants they don't know what's the ingredient because they buy this ready. Ah, gotcha. Right. Okay. So unless you make it and you have the ingredient with everything there. They don't, they have no idea. And 90% of the time, if they have a big box and it has the ingredient on it, they take it out of the box and they put it in the freezer. Mm. So they have, whoever is cooking in the kitchen, they know it's a vegan, they know it's a beans, but they don't know all the ingredients. Does it have, does it have soybean? Is it processed? Does it have gluten? Does it have tofu? Right. You don't know. You really don't know because the person in the kitchen Again, it's all about education. Yeah, the person in the kitchen has no clue. That's a good. That's so, good. I, I like. I'm glad you pointed that out because I it, I've never it, really thought about that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's they are not keeping it in a box. They take it out of the box. They put it in the freezer. You want it? We will defrost it for you, and we will grill it or whatever right. way it is. So they have no clue what it is. Yeah. So this is when I always say you need to be careful because if you are, if you have a, a nutritional goal or you have an issue with certain food, you really have to be aware and you have to ask for the shack. Mm -hmm. 
And I'll tell you, one time I was in a kitchen of a very famous restaurant. And it happened that I went to see the chef and the person who's making the pasta because they have the water mm-hmm. boiling. He puts the gluten-free pasta in the strainer, okay? And he puts it in the same water. Oh, no. I thought yes. you were going to say that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, do you understand? Oh. This is, and the chef was like, oh, whatever. Right. Didn't think about it. I'm like, whoever is going to eat that pasta and who's gluten intolerant or celiac can get sick oh. because this, so there is no, it's everybody wants to accommodate every right. guest. So you want a gluten-free? We have a gluten-free, but how do we make it? Because yeah. the water is already boiling. I never and have it, thought about that. Wow. It takes, it takes time to boil the water and it takes time to put the salt. And so the water is already going. And what they do is they have strainers that it's going, you know, and that they are not thinking. Yeah. Okay. You know, this so funny that you mentioned this because I, I just thought about this. I, um, I was in a, a pizzeria. Uh, it was a nice, you know, a nice pizzeria, you know, where they make their own dough. They make everything from scratch. <clears throat> and I saw a, um, not, and maybe not an argument, but they were heavily discussing this with a, cu- a customer was, and they did the same thing you just did. They pointed out, they saw the, um, the man who was making the dough. He'd, he would make the dough with the gloves and then he would make a gluten-free pizza with the same gloves. And he, they pointed out, they said, you can't do that. And he said, what? He had no clue. He just had no clue he was doing anything wrong. But of course, that pizza has now gluten all over it. That's why we say no contamination, contamination. Right. Like we are gluten-free completely. Yeah. So our kitchen has zero gluten. That's awesome. No gluten. Nothing. It has gluten. Not in the spice, not in the uh, flowers, no. Because the cooks in the kitchen are not educated mm-hmm. enough to understand the chef maybe or may not. Right. The sous chef maybe or may not. Okay. And also most of the time the chef is too busy to micromanage right. the one. In the, and sometimes, and again, sometimes the cooks, they adapted their way. Okay, like I have a lot of cooks, they will change things, not the ingredient, but the process. Yeah. And and it's sometimes 90%, 95% of the time, they do it much better than I was thinking to do it because they do it every day, 20, 30 times a day. Wow. So they adapt. But in his mind, okay, you want a gluten-free, it's a gluten-free, but the water. He doesn't <laughs> know what is gluten-free. Yeah. And, and somebody who's celiac can be actually in trouble yeah. when you give them this. And that's why most of the time when you eat into places that they are not as specialized or they don't know, you end up leaving, not feeling well. Yeah. Because there's or a lot feel- of pizza plate, even little chains right now that offer the gluten-free options. But in my mind, I'm wondering, do they actually train everybody on not touching and keep it? I don't think they do. They are not. And right. nowadays we can hardly find people. 
Right. As you heard, we can hardly find people. So when they find somebody, they are not educating them because the person, the head is not educated. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, even if the head is educated, he's not micromanaging. Right. Okay. So this is when trouble happens. Yeah. And that's why I always say, ask about the ingredients. And if you don't get a satisfying answer, don't eat it. That's or good. tell them, do you mind take my phone and take a picture of the ingredient? Mm. Yeah. If they have a box, take a picture. 90% of the time, they don't have the box because the box is gone. Wow. But none of the restaurants wants to miss now on, if you're vegan, I can't accommodate you. So they are trying to accommodate everyone, but they don't know if it has gluten or it doesn't have it, but I know it's a vegan. Yeah. So what it has, that's not my issue. Okay, <laughs> you want pasta. I know it's a gluten-free. What's after that? I don't. And right. that's why you need to make sure they understand and tell them I am allergic. Don't say I'm celiac. Right. Or, or the, I went to a restaurant a year or right before the pandemic and I asked for vegetables. And I said, I just need a little olive oil, a little garlic. That's it. And I could smell the butter. <laughs> and I said, I, I can't. He says, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. It doesn't have butter at all. I said, okay, I'm severely allergic to butter. If I eat the butter, if I eat that, I would not vomit here in front. He grabbed <gasps> the plate from me. He <laughs> oh my goodness. literally took it from me. Okay, so That's crazy. in their mind, just to eat it and call it a day. Right. But if you say, I can actually vomit here in the middle that now we're talking oh and and it's goodness. unfortunate that they have to go to that extent but right. if you have an issue you also make you want to make sure you're safe oh yeah and you know i mean my if my wife eats it it doesn't kill her but it she feels really bad you know and bad stomach issues and it lasts a day and you know it's it's not a good experience so but if somebody is celiac right. and really bad it may they may end up in the hospital awful, for a yeah. few days or it, it, it you know it may kill them yeah. how do we know so that's why you have to make sure what's in your food well this is good because we, you know the subject today what we were talking about meat alternatives but i i don't even know if you could go to the store or go to walmart wherever and you could get the the processed ones, you know, the, the, the fake chicken, the fake, all that stuff and find one. I, I would challenge somebody to try to find one that's gluten-free. Most of them have gluten because like you said, I didn't even know that that's why they put the other stuff in there. Cause it tastes like the meat. And like so meat. no wonder that's why they're putting it in there. <laughs> so, Everything has a price, right? Everything has a price. Yeah. And, and all you want, of yours are gluten-free, right? Everything is yeah, gluten-free. And we, yeah. We make it and we don't add additive nor preservative. Wow. That's amazing. So, and and I tell everybody, our food is not to be outside. If you buy our banana bread, it will will go bad if you leave it outside. Right. If you buy our bread, everything we have, it needs to be either refrigerated or frozen. Uh, Because I don't add um, additive. 
Right. So if you have good food, if you have food that it sits on your counter for weeks and it doesn't go bad, don't eat it. <laughs> right. Do not go there. That's, yeah, that's okay? a good. This is a GMO food. Do not go there because right. your body will not be able to digest it and you're not doing yourself. So if you're happy that you have your food sitting on the counter for months, don't be because it's not good. It's so funny that you said that. Um, I have, uh, we are, I was in a conversation with somebody talking about vegetables one time and they were talking about how they went to, um, it was either a farmer's market or a very high end market. Um, and they, they paid more, you know, for their vegetables. They were organic, non GMO and all this stuff. And they said, they just weren't very good quality. And I said, what do you mean? They didn't taste good. Oh no, they were delicious. And I said, well, what do you mean? They weren't good quality. Well, they, I had them and they, they hardly lasted the week. They just didn't last very long. And I said, now think about what you just said. They're really tasty. They were delicious. All of this stuff, but they didn't last very long. And then we started talking about what you just said. You know, there are vegetables you can buy that last for a month and you can just leave them there. And I think that's something that you pointed out that I, I didn't even realize it until I had thought about that conversation, but that's what it is. Is there's some vegetables that had just loaded with stuff and GMOs and all of that, and they they last for a long time. They will last you forever. Yeah. And do not eat them. Yeah. Because it's not good for you. That's why I go back. Remember, make a plan. What do you want for the week, yeah. and buy only what you need. So you it doesn't get spoiled on you. If you are buying salad, buy only what you're going. And and I will advise everybody, if you're making a salad, make a big bowl of salad and put it in your fridge. And every make food that you know when you're hungry, you can just get it and you're done. So if you're making salad, don't cut your salad every single day. Make a big bowl, put it for a couple of days. And it will last you for the couple of days. And it also will give you a chance when you don't know what to eat to get, throw some beans, throw some olives and you're good to go. And it's a great meal. That's awesome. And then go to the website and download some of that amazing dressing. (laughs) That's my favorite. And make that. That's by far my favorite. That's awesome. And as a matter of fact, we were invited uh, somewhere on Sunday and she did ask the hostess to bring that for her. Wow. So (laughs) That's amazing. It really is. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Is there anything else that you think that you would like to talk about with the uh, the meat alternatives? I think we've covered it from top to bottom, but anything else you want to add? It, it just, my opinion, if you are going into the healthy side, stick to the basics. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to wean yourself, just go for one week, once a week until you wean yourself off. Mm, just good. go... If you want tofu, go for tofu. If you want tempeh, go for tempeh beans. You know, chickpeas. Chickpeas is delicious. And you can make a lot of things with it, especially um, omelet. Make a chickpeas Mm. omelet. And it is delicious. And how long would you say, from your experience with your clients, we talked about your taste buds resetting your taste. How long would you give that? If you were starting from eating all the horrible stuff, to switching over, how long would you give that? Within a week, 
Wow. For two weeks. Okay. Your body is resilient. Your body goes within a week to two weeks, you will start provided you're open-minded. Right. Okay. If you are resentful, you will never. It's it's a different story. But if this is something you feel like, you know what? I am going to enjoy what I'm doing and I'm changing my habits within a week. Mm. Believe it or not. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing. I appreciate You're it. Very well. I can't wait to talk to you again. I always have such fun and uh, learn learn so many things. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Eating for a Healthy Life podcast today. This was a long episode, but the conversation was so fun. And we always cover more than just the main topic that we talk about. So I appreciate you listening. I hope you had a good time and learned something. Head over to the website, eatingforahealthylife.com. Head over to Purganic if you want to buy some of those meat alternatives and delicious food that they make. They'll ship it anywhere in the country to you. And you get free shipping on your first order, purganic-cafe.com. My name is Chad Muncy. I had a great time today. Hope you did too. I'll see you again next time.